Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to lighten and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm really excited to bring a beautiful soul to you today. I have Maggie Morrison. She is a mindset and lifestyle coach who focuses on mindfulness for multifaceted mamas. She helps overwhelmed female entrepreneurs embody a resilient growth mindset that helps them balance their beauty, boundaries, business, and family without sacrificing their mental health and happiness. She believes that we should all prioritize things such as faith, family, business in that order, and that it's possible to balance all of it. Hey, Maggie, how are you? Amazing, amazing. Uh, you guys, you're so lucky because this this queen, I'll use it in her words, she is such a queen. <laughs> she speaks to kings and queens every day all around the world, lighting up the world with her message. And today she's going to get real vulnerable with you about her Junk to Joy journey and really what it looks like to become a magnet for miracles. Yes, my favorite topic. Yes! That just gives me goosebumps all together. Just how many people want to become a magnet for miracles? Raise your hand. Yes, please. Yes. More yes, of that. Queen. More of that. More of that. <laughs> what, you know, we are what we attract. So we're really going to dive in deep yes. to Maggie's story today, give you guys the tips and tricks, the nitty gritty of what it actually looks like to become a magnet for miracles. So I know you've gone through a lot in your own personal uh, story, and I'm just going to ask you to dive right in, girl. Just get in there. Let the listeners know kind of the backstory of where you're coming from, and then we'll we'll move into growth from there. Okay, okay, we just get into the sauce, like, right away. Yeah, <laughs> let's just dive right in. They're used to hearing, they're used to hearing the junk first and know that the joy is coming, so just get after That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's miracles, but I love this topic because I feel like we just, we make life so much harder on ourselves than it has to be, right? Life is hard, obviously. Adversities are going to come up, but one of the beautiful things that I like to teach and preach is a resilient growth mindset, right? So after some traumas, and we'll get into that, I, you know, really realized that overcoming adversity was all relative, right? So we talked a little bit about my story. So it started off, oh my gosh, when I was six, and that was my first kind of introduction to abuse. It was sexual abuse by my father. And so then years and years and years later, you know, as the years went by, I just, I created this just inner anger and just this inner resentment towards him, right? I never really understood where it came from or why I had it. Um, And then through therapy into my teenage years, it came up. Um, you know, that he had sexually abused me. And so we took it to court and that's when things got a lot worse than they were at the beginning, right? So we took it to court. Um, it was in court for about six months. And so I'm like a sophomore in high school, really bad haircut, braces, just like trying to grow boobs, right? 
right? Like, dealing with <laughs> this, this crazy, crazy, like, real-life shit that I was really just hiding from people, right? Like, I just put the smile on, put the facade on, when on the inside I was just dying and just really questioning, like, all of it, right? Mm. And so, you know, the case was, long story short, the case was dropped. A few days later, I lost a very close friend who was in an accident, and it was a lot of grief. It was the, you know, symbolic loss of my father. It was the symbolic loss of my innocence, right? And then it was the actual physical loss of a really good friend, and this was all when I was 16, wow. right? So what we were talking about before was that re-trigger came up, right? I kind of, you know, put it deep down for 10 years between the time it happened and the time that I actually told people that it happened, right? They meant sexual abuses. We're just trying to make sense of it. And sometimes a lot of, you know, the time when we come out with our story of, you know, sexual abuse or rape or what have you, years later, you know, that response, the immediate response is always, why didn't you tell me sooner? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, uh, well, I was kind of trying to figure it out within myself. It's really deep. I was questioning everything, right? And so, you know, so in dealing with all of it, trying to process all of it, six months after the case was dropped, I was raped. Mm. and it was just so much at once and it was this big chunk of like what the fuck right and you and I were talking before the show where like sexual abuse is just such a complex experience especially as a woman but for anybody right you you ingrain this you know belief system of just you know I'm not worthy of love I'm not worthy of respect you know my body is just something that anybody can take Mm-hmm. right I need a guy and he doesn't have to put the work in or even show me any respect god forbid right I, I the more skin I show the more attention I get and that makes me feel better because to me attention has to be received by me giving my body to somebody right mm-hmm. and so it's deep and so there's a big chunk of trauma you know I just oh my gosh I went into depression anxiety I was diagnosed with PTSD you know which a lot of people affiliate with just you know war veterans but it's really after any kind of source of trauma right yeah and and and, and earlier we were saying too like Trauma can't be gauged on anything. And we're talking about some really, we're talking about sexual trauma, which is really intense and really deep, but it's not something that everybody goes through in their lifetime. But trauma is trauma. It could be you, you had a breakup or your, your boss screamed at you in front of everybody at, at a meeting. It can really be any type of event that has just shook you to the core that yeah. that that lives in your body, that lives in your existence, and and it, then it's trapped in there. It's like trauma is trapped, and and, and we trap our emotions yeah. in the physical, and and that's one of the things that I just I, I love teaching and preaching on is because you know becoming a magnet for miracles requires changing the vibration of your physical, and we hold that emotional trauma in our internal organs. You know, after I was raped and I started doing energy work around my uterus. I had an energy worker who I had never talked to one day in my life. We didn't even have, like, a precursor to anything, to our session, anything. And she said, can I ask you something? Have you ever been raped? And I said, yeah. And she said, that energy is still sticking in your organs. I can feel it. Hmm. And, like, it, it, it'll, it'll hurt when you have sex. When I had periods, they were just super, super painful and heavy. And it was because of unprocessed energy and unprocessed emotional trauma. Mm. And so, you know, there's no dictionary definition to trauma, right? Like, I, I would have girlfriends who, you know, they would say, you know, well, Maggie, I've, I haven't been through anything as bad as you, so I don't have a right to say anything to you. I'm like, no, 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 oh my gosh, like, it's not about comparing war stories. No. And there's no dictionary definition to trauma. You know, my day, bad day isn't your bad day. You know, the bad, the, the normal 
Tuesday to, you know, a Navy SEAL is pretty normal to him, whereas I would be like, oh my fucking God, I can't do this. This is way too much. God bless those guys for what they do. It's incredible. It's incredible. And so, you know, but again, there's no dictionary definition of trauma. And, and when we talk about it, you know, and this is why I teach the subconscious thought work, is that, you know, we're so made to believe that the subconscious mind is only developed in childhood, that it's only developed between the ages of one and seven, and that there's just like super like eggshell seven years where everything has to be a certain way. But trauma is based on our perspective of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, you know, the same thing can happen to three people. One person can die from it. One person can go to jail and the other person can get super inspired by it and write a book about it and change other people's lives because of it. Right? Oh, that's so true. Right. And it's all based on their perspective of themselves and their worth. And this is what I teach. This is how I help women overcome this. This is what I did for myself. This is how I broke that cycle. And it's really all about, you know, ingraining the subconscious, not conscious. It's we the subconscious. Yeah. Right. Like we, we consciously want the money. We consciously want the sex. We consciously want great relationships and a job that we live. We consciously want all the things, but the subconscious, do you really, really, really want what's best for yourself? Are your actions reflecting that? Right. And, and once you ingrain that belief system that I, I know my worth, I know what I deserve. I'm going to put up the healthy boundaries without feeling guilty about it. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Right. Hashtag just because hashtag selfishness does not mean I'm being a bitch. <laughs> I mean, picture of myself. Okay. Can we break that stigma? Like right here, right now. Yes. Okay. Like I was brained to believe that like you're being selfish. If I ever stuck up for myself, mm-hmm. right. Was something that I believed was, was wrong. And so, you know, again, it's about, you know, ingraining this belief system that I know what I'm worth and I can and I will overcome anything no matter what life throws at me. Right. Right. And so with my with with my journey, it was, you know, big chunk, went into a depression, anxiety, started drinking a lot, smoking a lot, anything to numb the pain. Life kind of, you know, moved on and I got into the self-help section in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's usually the first stop shop. We're like, OK, all I'm going to all I need to do is read the book and then I'll be good. And I'm not dodging books because right. I've I love books and I have gotten a lot of healing from them. But the reality is, <laughs> okay. is like. It's just one opportunity to enhance, you know, the deep work. It's, it's yes, it, it, it's it's like it's like Jumanji level one, right? <laughs> like, 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 once you start to get into like the self help like life, it's like you do the podcast and you read the books and you do all the things, and it's like, but that's like really Jumanji level one, and that's why. You know, for me, again, this skill set of emotional resilience, it was like chunk of trauma, chunk of trauma. Then when I got into my mid-20s, you know, it's when Jeff and I were, were talking again. We were talking about dating again. He was one of the few people that I'd actually told that I was raped. Mm. Because after I was raped, I didn't tell anybody for years. Sure, the shame, the blame, the guilt, all of the emotions. You just And then you just shove it down. You're like, don't let anybody okay. know. That's bad. Well, then, benefits.
you know, until years later, when we were both, you know, quote, growing up, I went into management, he was, you know, wanted to start his own business, and we're like, you know, let's try this out again. And I didn't know that he was, you know, kind of dealing with his own, his own demons. And we had, quote, the talk to get back together and maybe start dating, like, for real this time. And, you know, 72 hours later, he took his gun to himself and took his mm. own life. And the guilt from that, because that was, the thing about, the, there's certain feelings that once are ingrained into the subconscious, it's very deep. Yeah. And my two things, I it's guilt and shame. Girlfriend, working with people with subconscious thought work, it's 10 times out of 10, it's some source of guilt or shame, whether it be around some a situation that happened with somebody else or a situation with yourself. You know, I feel guilty because, you know, whatever. The guilt that came because I had gone through years of suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, self, I was self-harming as a teenager. You know, I had scars on my wrists. Like, the, the experience of, like, that was always a secret that I had. Like, I didn't know anybody that had committed suicide. I didn't know anybody that was even, like, talking about it or thinking about it or whatever. So, for the first time, this was something that, it was, like, a little secret. Well, it was a big secret that I had that I didn't tell anybody about. And now here it is happening outside of me to somebody that I absolutely love. Yeah. And he didn't tell me. And it's, it's now outside of me and now it's reality. And this is big. This is intense, right? And the guilt that comes from that was just insurmountable. It was just... Did a part of you feel like, how could I have not known? How come I didn't see yeah. it? How come he didn't talk to me? Was it a lot of, like, questioning yeah. all of it? Yeah, questioning all of it. And, you know, and, and there's a reality to it. You know, like, a lot of people try to make you feel, you know, they try to make you feel better and this and that. And, you know, he wasn't thinking about you when he did it. Da, 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 da. Well, no, I know he was. It was four hours. He texted me four hours before he did it. I mean, I was right there in the midst of it, right? And so, but we can look at that as, you know, it's not that it, quote, was my fault. It took a lot to understand. And this is another thing that I work with clients is that, you know, it's giving people their journey, right? A lot yes. of the time people are like shitting on other people and they don't even realize it because of a lack of dealing with their own subconscious guilt, shame, and anger. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's people, you know, they wrong us, and they can trespass against us, and it's them taking their unresolved crap out on us. A lot of the time, it's got nothing to do with us. And then we, but and then we it's, it. it's interesting because then we take it. You know, we take it and then we make it our own story and we make it our own thing and we make it our own blame and we make it our own shame. Instead of when you do the internal work on yourself, you are so, so self-aware that what yes. other people think, say, do, try to put on you, yes. you, re you decide to no longer receive anything that does not serve you. This is why I can allow joy to take over my body so much more than yeah. fear, anxiety, and overwhelm, and stress, and all those things, because I have practiced it diligently for the past four years. Yeah. And I've yeah. decided that other people get to determine my state, but it's mm -hmm. my responsibility to do the work to be yes. accountable for my state, for creating yes. my state. Yes, yes. 
Yes, yes. I know so many people who are in their older older years, and they're sick. They're physically sick. Going back to that, that emotional trauma that sticks in our organs, we call it cancer. We call it cardiovascular disease. We call it, you know, even depression and anxiety and schizophrenia and all these things. We call it these things because we've just held on to this anger, resentment, unresolved emotions. And a lot of the time, we're taking on other people's shit. Yes. And once you learn those boundaries, that's why boundaries to me, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. And it's just like, girlfriend, like, that's not your shit to deal with. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Had I felt responsible when I did this for, for the first probably like year, two years, I took on his pain. Mm. I took on the responsibility of dealing with his shit. Well, if I had known, I could have done something different, and I could have helped him, and I, 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 I made it about me. Yes. But it's like, it, it, it was something that he was going through internally, and this takes a lot. I'm not saying this happens overnight. This is a lot of inner work. Yes. But it, it's, it's, this is this person's journey. And this is it. So how is it going to, how is it affecting me? I'm letting this person's lack of living take mine too. Yes. And that for me was the, okay, that's it, right? Six weeks later when I lost my dad, again, talk about that re-trigger. It brought back so much symbolic, you know, it was a very symbolic time of just the men in my life. Yeah. Right? So it was was a blessing within, you know, quote, a curse because it brought up a lot of just relationships with men in general, right? These were two very symbolic men in my life. So it wasn't just the loss of a friend to suicide, which is a whole other thing. It wasn't just the loss of my father, who we had spoken about a year prior. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was kind of it. That, that, that was the first time we spoke in 10 years, right? But it was the whole just over the underlying just what do men mean to me? What does all of this represent to me? And I always say Jeff saved my life because that pushed me so far down the rabbit hole that when I went down, 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 fell on my knees, I stood up and looked around, and there were skeletons from years prior. And it was like, oh, my God, okay, we're here, party. This is deep. This is a lot. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you, I just got to tell you, too, that this rings through, because isn't it interesting how we can have completely different stories and completely different life experiences but at its core, it comes down to these emotions and it comes down to literally feeling like, okay, so this exact same thing that you're talking about happened with my divorce. I remember it was that moment when all that started going down, 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 as you described, and I fell flat on my face and I met myself alone and naked, you know, not literally, but, you know, figuratively, oh, yeah. naked, yeah. just going like, wow this is really where you're at and this is really where all of this came from and now you have to stand there alone and look in the mirror at everything yeah. that you are responsible for right yeah, yeah. it had nothing to it, well it had a lot to do with a lot of different things i at that moment had to like finally see myself finally meet myself finally greet myself and say oh hello we've got a lot to work through let's go to work Queen. Yep. It was that moment, it was in that moment that I thought, this is either going to make me or break me. I, I, in that moment, I actually, I called my mom. I called my mom and I said, this is the last time you're going to hear from me. Mm. This is too much. 
it's too much for one person to go through. I had unresolved traumas from the past that I hadn't dealt with, that I really hadn't dealt with, you know, and, and we were talking about the therapy model versus the coaching model, you know, before we, we press play on this. And I know that you have another episode about that, which is just, I'd love that you talk about that. Yeah. And I don't want to narc it. It's just, it was something that I was put into for years and years and years. And until I hit this super, super, super deep, deep rabbit hole, I was so desperate for change. I was so desperate for, okay, here's this shit all over again. I'm going into the same habits. I'm going into blacking out every night at the bar yep. and just shutting down and just, if I'm not at work, I'm in bed and just, I'm not, like, I, I was just at a point in my life, I was 25, and I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Like, yeah. fuck this. Yes. Like, fuck Like, I've been through too much already. Fuck this. Actually, fuck me not. That's it. We're done. I'm calling it, no, we're done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this to myself. And you know what? I want to learn a skill set that... I can apply to this that I could have applied 10 years ago that I can apply in 10 years mm-hmm. that anybody can apply. Like you just said, whether you're going through a divorce, no matter what your war story is, yes, there is relativity to overcoming adversity. And then there's a skill set of emotional resilience that we can apply no matter what our war story, no matter what our background, no matter where we come from, mm. right? I grew up on food stamps. My parents divorced over a $5 pizza because we were so... Mm-hmm. My mom went out to buy a Little Caesars, which they're doing delivery now, but that's how <laughs> they did it. Little Caesars, $5 pizza, right? And we were so hungry while she was gone that we begged my dad for, we called them mayonnaise sandwiches. He would just put a smear of mayonnaise on some white bread. We begged him, and he gave us, my, me and my little brother, both a piece of bread with mayonnaise on it. And when my mom came home and found out that he had spoiled our dinner, they got into fight as usual he's hitting her broken ribs i call the ambulance all the things this is when i was six right and that's the night that i quote remember my parents being divorced right yeah it's 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 these you know sources of just trauma and abuse and things that come up over and over again that it's like okay hold on a second like if i can embody this emotional resilience and knowing that no matter what happens there's a skill set that i can apply no matter what this is, right? No matter who I am, no matter where I come from, right? It's it's a game changer, right? The only way that we had winter coats was because we had the winter coats that were donated from the church mm-hmm. because we were that poor. So as I was doing my transformation, and if, if this resonates with any of you girls, please let me know because this comes up as you go through it, as you're coming out of it, is you have these moments where it's like, oh, no, I can't have any better than this, though. Mm. I don't deserve any better than this. I'm just a girl that comes from the hood, and I grew up with nothing, and we were poor, and da-da-da-da-da, and that's where the money money mindset comes in. That's the thing about this work, is it's really relative to anything. It it really is. I I think that that's so important for people to know, is I've had such a hard time this year, full truth, after leaving my job and deciding that I was going to do life coaching, this is truly my life's calling and life's purpose. Every time I speak to somebody, I know that it is. And I watch them change their life as a result of this work. But no client is the same. And I've had a really hard time defining, defining the kind of coach that I am because I struggled with food and body for my whole life. I, I changed my life after divorce and heartache and heartbreak, and I've regained my joy from that. I love my body again after blaming, shaming, bullying it for two, over two decades. So I keep asking myself, well, what kind of coach are you? 
What kind of coach are you? And the reality is, is the toolbox that you and I have learned through emotional healing, healing your emotionality, long-term transformation, not temporary change, long-term yes. transformation that actually shift, shifts and change your life. Like you said, yeah. you know, if people could only see you now and known that little girl that was eating mayonnaise sandwiches, they'd be like, there's no way you came from that. There's no way. There's no way, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the yeah. reality is, is I can't even put a footprint on, uh, even define what kind of coach I am because we help everybody in these yeah. trauma zones of their life, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it with a lot of coaches. I, I, I primarily work with coaches who are in the beginning, right? And a lot of women are so stuck. Yeah. They're not moving forward with their business. They're not moving forward with creating this transformation for other people because they're so stuck on, well, who am I? Right? Like, I, I literally, I had a girl ask me in a session, we just did a single session, a one-on-one, it was a couple weeks ago, she's like, you know, what are you? And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? What are you? So what, <laughs> like, what, how would you put yourself in a nutshell? And I was like, I wouldn't disrespect myself like that. Like, I wouldn't, I didn't say that, but, you know, let's sake of this business. Like, I'm not, it's it's emotional resilience. It can be applied to your money mindset. It can be applied to men and love, girls. That is my specialty anymore, right? Because, I mean, that was another thing. Like, after Jeff, I just had sex with who the fuck ever again. Yeah. It was just a cycle. Yeah. Right? Because I just wanted to touch somebody with moving blood in their veins. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, right. It was intense, right? Yep. And so, you know, it was, I mean, the love thing to the point now, girls, like, to give you some, you know, these subconscious belief systems around men, love, relationships, mm. you're worth your body, that's a whole thing, and for me, it was, that was a big thing, that was, it was years of being raped and sexually abused and being lied to my face, let's just be real, Yep. 72 hours after, I didn't trust anybody after that, are you kidding me? Yep. I didn't trust a man, I was like, fart. I mean, <laughs> to me, that point, we're just, oh, hell no. Like, how, how could you how could you do that to somebody, right? right? Like, I mean, the anger phase was deep. Yeah. The anger towards him was very deep because I hadn't dealt with prior things. So now the anger towards him and the fact that it re-triggered more in me was just, oh, I was angry at the world, girl. I, I mean, there's, so there's so many lessons in this, too, because it, it's also, you know, so it's relationships, it's food and it's, it's body image issues, it's yeah. sexual trauma, it's, um, it, it's just like, it's food. called life. It's called like, life. I want to talk about food and just kind of like bring it back to service level. I have a client who we've been doing the subconscious thought work for three months. She lost 27 pounds, no diet plan, just by re-strengthening her self-worth and grabbing better food for herself to fuel her body because she worked through sources of shame and guilt that came from prior men that had abused her. Yes. So when, again, when we do that, you make different decisions. Your subconscious mind, which affects 99% of your actions, that's the fuck of it all, right? Yeah. Like, we consciously want the money, we want the sex, we want the relationship, we want the business, we want all the things. But because the subconscious mind affects our actions and what we go for, right? And if we open the fridge, if we go for, you know, the ice cream instead of something healthy, or if we say, like, yes to something that we kind of maybe should have put a boundary up and said no for instead, right? It's these small, seemingly insignificant decisions that we make on a daily basis that add up to the big picture. Yes. Every single minute, we are either reinforcing and re-strengthening our newfound belief system of self-worth, or we are just putting ourselves into deeper shame. And it happens 
we are constantly co-creating our reality in real time. It's not, girls, it's not some all of a sudden I'm going to choose. It's not some all of a sudden I had an awesome one-on-one session with Maggie Morrison and now tomorrow everything's going to be different. And that's why like having an accountability coach, having a coach walk you through this mm-hmm. and there's the point in time where you're undoing the old belief system, you're bringing it up, you're bringing up these sources you're shifting your story of what you mean to you, and then you're applying the newfound belief system in real time. That's why you get a coach. That's why you have the accountability. That's why you have somebody who's more skilled and has gone through it themselves. Yes. To say, okay, this is when, this is when we're going to apply this. And last week you said you wanted to be this queen who made all the money. Now something has come up where you had to put a thousand dollars down towards your car. How are you going to react to that? Are you going to react with a lack of mindset or are you going to react with, okay, I got this. It's cool. Yeah, I love and I love how you just said that it takes time because it truly, 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 truly does take time, which is why I am so fiercely committed to this mission of helping women heal their relationship to food in their bodies, heal their heartache and heartbreak. The reason being is because so many people try to do the quick fix. They try to get on the next diet plan. They try to get on the next fitness plan. And I believe in nutrition and I believe in moving your body. I I wholeheartedly do. However, so many people choose that for decades and never heal yeah. the root cause and because and, and never invest in something that's actually going to transform them from the inside out because they want yeah. the quick hit, they want the quick fix. And then we find ourselves years later still trying to figure out why why is it not working? Why am I still trapped? Yeah. Why am I still stuck? Yeah. What would you say to people who are really stuck in societal norms? Because society teaches us to look for the easy way the quick fix instead of realizing that it's going to get, it's harder. It gets harder before it gets easier. Right. Because, because I love what you wrote in your post a couple weeks ago. You said we have to burn our old patterns before we can create new. And then you have to believe it and keep choosing it over and over and over. We have to believe it. But first we have to understand what our beliefs fucking are. right like who you know envision yourself I do this future vision activation meditation with my clients we do it the first session right and it's imagine the future what goals and dreams do you have right now because you know the woman that you want to be we just get that that fucking s word we just feel stuck yes. right we don't know how to navigate to her we don't know how to embody her right when the opportunity comes up we're scared shitless because it's a belief system that we don't have yet right? Nothing, nothing wrong, but there's a way to apply it, right? There's a psychology behind all this, right? And so, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's this quick fix where it's an overtime, applying it over time, right? Being patient with yourself. One of my girls just told me the other day, she's like, Maggie, I hear you in my head. I hear you. Like, <laughs> give yourself, give yourself that grace and don't rush this process. You're a human. And I think that we're just so, we're not empowered and reassured that it's okay to not fucking be perfect. <laughs> it's okay to not feel good. Yeah. It's okay to have a day where, Queen, if you just need to put your hair up in a messy bun and maybe just put on some under eye and some mascara, honey, add some lipstick, it adds like four hours of sleep. If that's all you can do to show up, then do that. Honor your journey. Yeah. And we so often don't validate our own feelings. And really give ourselves this grace through the process, right? Like I have, I see it with women. It's like, okay, well, what one month contract? And it's like, I, I, 
Yeah, what we forget is that we have for decades, for decades, I know anyone listening to this has been alive for a couple decades at least, probably. (laughs) Um, So for decades, we've built up this belief system. And then we think in two sessions, one month, even I've got a five-month program, and that feels like a long commitment to people. That is short commitment. That is a short commitment to being able to really dive in to understand who you are, what your new belief system is, and then try it on for size as that woman every single day. We get to try that version on every day, not just one day, not just we're yeah. not just on one trip. We're trying it on every damn day until we finally see her and we finally yeah. believe her and we finally feel good walking down the street with her. Yes. So, so how do you do that? So going beyond yes. that, how do you do that? You tell yourself and this is the whole thing of it is that if you are in a situation and you don't want to face some shit right because you know you're gonna have to face some shit and that represents to you that's like walking into the forest with no flashlight right yes it's to convince yourself that it's unsafe it's not good that's not fun it's not gonna be fucking sexy right but i'm here to tell you you're safe within that transformation you are completely safe there's an intuition and a guiding light within you that needs to go through this to come out of the other side to create the life that is meant for you to step into the woman that you were put here to be to embody this woman of strength and resilience and just love and self-respect the representation that you are to other people in your life, that's how we create that ripple. That's how we create that love, okay? I'm a girl from the hood that grew up on food stamps that was sexually abused and lied to and taken advantage of and all the things. Girl, I applied the subconscious thought work, okay? Applying what I teach, can I tell you, within a year, my entire life changed, okay? I always had a dream, and this was whenever I got really suicidal, I would always have a vision of palm trees. Mm. And say, one day you'll have this. One day the palm trees will get you there. One day you'll get there. Palm trees, that was the thing for me. That was the symbol for me. And so, you know, last year it got to the point where it was like, I'm no, I'm going to do it. That's it. And so, you know, girls, being okay and knowing that it's okay to be uncomfortable, training yourself to remind yourself that you can be comfortable. You can learn to be comfortable within the discomfort. Yes. You can learn to be comfortable within the transformation. It's completely possible because you're still safe. You're still safer from the transformation. I know it's scary, and I know you're applying a new belief system that you're like, oh, it sounds good. I know I want this, but do I fucking deserve it? Yeah. Right? There's that doubt, and it's okay. And we're, we're going to switch that doubt, right? And we're going to apply this new belief system, but you're safe and you're okay. And once you apply these new beliefs, everything. Girls, it's I always hear this, that it's going to take a long time, and it's really expensive, and this and that. It's like, Girl, you want to fast track your life? Can I tell you? I undid 18 years of trauma in less than three. Yeah. When I was investing in the coaches, when I started applying the mindset work that I teach now, and now, you want to know, my life is a fucking, are you kidding me? Like, oh my God. <laughs> this is never to brag or boast. This is to tell you what's completely possible for you. I live in my dream town. I've got palm trees around me all the time. It's never cold here, and if it is, it's, like, warm the next day. Like, being cold was a thing for me, right? <laughs> like, I reconnected with a man that, and get this, this is, there's no coincidence in this. I knew him for eight years, and he finally came back into my life when I was fully aligned. When I did the work, 
myself, once I embodied the woman that he deserved, once I embodied the woman that wouldn't put up with shit and knew what I deserved, then he came. Girls, I married him for eight are you my are you my twin because I literally have the exact same story you guys different trauma same story same decision to finally say enough already enough already I deserve better this cannot be it I do not deserve to order pizza and drink a whole bottle of wine and cry myself silly every single night enough already I got sick and tired of being sick and tired in my heartache and heartbreak I got sick and tired of hating my body and then when I decided to spend a year and a half that seemed like forever to me Maggie it seemed like forever to me but it went by so fucking fast so fast a year and a half of self-development coaches mentors all of the goodies I transformed my life in a year and a half after two decades of food and body and after four years of heartache and heartbreak sitting in my victim mentality of divorce. One and a half years and now my life is completely transformed. And just like you, when I stepped in to the highest, most authentic version of myself, I wasn't even looking for him. I wasn't looking. I wasn't interested. I had known him for 10 years. And he dropped in and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. So it's like, it's not about the men. It's not about the relationships, but it is. It's about the relationships that you're able to have with I met you because we both decided to step in and step up in our highest, most authentic selves to a women's entrepreneurship conference. And we decided to take a risk and we invested in staying in a mansion with 12 girls for the weekend. (laughs) And learning about one another. And it was scary. I remember walking into that house being like, just be yourself, Heidi. You've been practicing this for a year and a half. Just be yourself. And thank goodness I did because I could put myself now in situations that I never would have put myself in before. But every time I put myself in a situation with the highest, most authentic version of myself, believing in myself with a set of beliefs that you and I have taught ourselves or that others have taught us, invested, you know, I think you said you invested over tens of thousands of dollars. Me too. Me too. I invested my time. I invested my money. I invested my heart and soul. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. I allowed myself to be scared, terrified, in fact. And that is when my life became so freaking undeniably joyful and big and bright. And I left my job this year because of it. Because I know that I'm I'm that confident that this, what we're talking about, you guys, this true, true becoming a magnet for miracles is knowing who you are, but that comes with the investment of finding the support. You don't have to go into the forest, the dark, scary forest by yourself. There's someone, there's a coach, there's a mentor, there's someone who's got your back, who's holding you accountable for the version of yourself that you desire to be. And we've got the flashlight. We're gonna shine it on you. When you feel, when you hear the the buzzes in the background and the grizzly bears, we're gonna remind you that that that's okay. They're really, really far away. They're not even there. They're not even there to harm you. Queen, I will fight a bear for you. Yeah. I will fight a freaking bear for you. I, I brought it. I brought my tranquilizer, and we got this. We make all of this so 11 
the time we make it a lot harder on ourselves than it has to be. And we can make this so much easier on ourselves. Can I tell you, girlfriend, within months, everything in my life was a complete 360. Where I lived, once I said yes, like you said, once I said yes, once I stepped into the embodiment, it's not easy, but it's, you know, like one of our common mentors says, like, ready is a lie. Yeah. Right? It's this need for perfectionism. Stop. The longer you believe that you have to show up a certain way, the longer you're going to hold yourself back from stepping into creating the transformation. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's within a year. I had family wounds. I had money mindset. I had all the things. Girlfriend, my life now, it's crazy how, and I must look back, I'm like, within a year, Queen, you were pushing, you were beating your head against the wall <laughs> for how many years that you just same everything can change for you everything can change and it's when we really believe that and this was one thing for me and this was one thing with my money mindset ladies let me know if this resonates with you is that money to me i told you girls the story of of my parents and kind of how we grew up financially so therefore i had a belief system around money that you had to struggle in order to make it that there was so much struggle and if you had it and if you didn't have it either way it resulted in people fighting and arguing and anger and all of these things this was the belief system that i had ingrained right and so once we just shift these subconscious beliefs right around ourselves around our worth again we take different actions yep. we make different decisions we you know this whole thing i'm going to actually do a live on this when we get off of this about just that dropping the guilt when we have to put up the boundary dropping the guilt when we quote have to quote be selfish selfish mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing Selfish is a necessity, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the sooner we can drop not just the guilt of the situation, but the guilt and judgment of ourselves, right? A lot of the time when we start doing this work and we start uncovering the sources of the guilt, the shame, the mistakes that we maybe made, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really big on, like, taking responsibility, obviously. Like, we, we did talk a little bit about, you know, not picking up other people's yeah. shit that they're dumping on us. But I'm not... I do also like to preface on that, that, you know, it, take your responsibility when you mess up, right? Own it. Own it. Girl, the fucking own it. Because the sooner you do, the sooner you drop the resistance against it, you're able to sit in it, be friends with it. This is how I work with people with anxiety. It's like, oh, it's an icky feeling. I don't want to, I don't want to feel that. Or anger or any kind of icky feeling, right? I don't want to feel that. I don't want to sit within that discomfort. And when you're aligned, when you're aligned and you've done this work and you believe in yourself and you know, you know that you're taking action, not out of spite, you know that you are. So when you have those moments and you quote unquote screw up, it's not what you meant to do. It just happened. You can own it. You can say, oh, my bad. I did that. I said that it came out the wrong way or it came out the way. And I, you know, it just did. And it just did. And I can move on. And I, and and now I don't have to sit in that moment and hate on myself because of it. I don't have to beat myself yeah. up for the next four weeks or four months going, why did I do that? Now I just ruined yeah. everything. Now nothing's ever going to be the same. And she's not going to talk to me and he's not going to want me. And I'm not going to get the job and I'm not going to do the things. I don't have to sit in that anymore. I just get to go, whoops. Yep. That was not cool. Really genuinely sorry about that. I can own it and I can move on. Yeah. And, and mistakes are the best thing because of that. Like, I don't I don't believe in failure. Obviously, I believe in taking responsibility. But I think whenever we make a mistake, it's really an opportunity for us to, like, really psychoanalyze ourselves. And for say, sure. okay, but as soon as you drop the judgment of yourself, 
and you look at it on a more like even surface level science experiment, look at it as if one of your girlfriends did it. Like, okay, Queen, like, where were you coming from when you did this? Like, no judgment, no judgment ever. And this is like self talk, right? This yes. is you talking to yourself. Like, okay, like, no judgment. Like, <laughs> you, you did a boo boo. <laughs> Why did you do that? Where were you coming from with that? Were you looking for love in somebody that maybe wasn't ready to give it to you? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with you, Queen. Mm-hmm. Right? Or maybe you made this action because of whatever. But as soon as you drop the judgment of yourself and you're able to look at the situation and say, okay, why, where was I coming from? Did I need more love? Did I need more attention? Was I confused about something else? Was it anger that came up to the surface from something else that I need to deal with and work mm. through? Right? Why did I just go through Target and buy every fucking Yankee candle and the big screen TV and overspend on shit that I really don't fucking need? <laughs> and then what has to do with my personal development and my health? No, I can't afford it. Somebody, somebody brought up a really good analogy the other day of, of, uh, you know, being a life coach and walking through the mall and going up to people and saying like, Hey girl, what are you really trying to buy? What are you really trying to buy? Your bag is so full of things that you think are going to make you feel better. And I'm not blaming like a little bit of self-love and buying yourself the jewelry and making yourself feel sexy. I mean, we could go in 20 different directions on feminine expression and all that good stuff. But if the analogy of there's something in that bag that you're trying to fulfill internally. And if I could just go sit at the mall and tell to help people like just sit in the massage chair and put up a sign that says I sell joy do you want some and use the money that you used on your Gucci sunglasses to get a little bit of coaching god girl like you'd be going a whole new direction your next shopping trip would probably be able to be bigger and brighter because of your internal work because of that shift you know what saved me so much money is investing in coaches it is yet like I have the small one and the big one but what about the middle size one I need 20 of those for probably for that dinner party that I might have one time in the next five years like you're it's so right we go searching in every which every direction to fulfill our internal needs instead of realizing that it's sitting right there it's sitting right there I want to read something really quick and then I want to ask you a couple of closing questions here that I love to ask my guests but I want to read something from your Facebook post you guys and all of Maggie's information is going to be in the show notes but Go check out her Facebook. She goes live all the time. But one of her Facebook posts, which is why I snagged her for all of you to listen to, (laughs) was so incredibly epic and ground-shaking. I think it was like January 28th or something. I only know because I went back to look at it. And this is what she wrote. It is time to thrive, not just survive. Keep going and get rid of the roadblocks, even your old self. Even if it's your old self, get rid of the roadblocks. It's in the future version of yourself that you get to choose that feeling over any obstacle. And you also said, you know, I'm not lucky to be where I'm at today. I worked on getting myself to a miracle mindset by taking aligned action. I paraphrased that part, but 
basically that's that's the whole gist of this whole podcast is like we're not lucky because we just magically healed our wounds from our past relationships and experiences. We worked that shit out and now we have miracle mindsets that allow us to take aligned action daily guys we worked on this we worked on this and we continue to work on this daily because we believe in it and if i can add something to that it's it's a vibration not to get woo woo on this but there is a quantum physics to it okay girls and when you work with me i do there's a there's a happy mix of woo and neuroscience and psychology I want to explain to you really the science of what it is. We become a magnet for miracles because when you've got these subconscious beliefs of I'm not worthy, I'm you continue to attract more lack. You continue to attract the same abusive men. When you have money, you put it right back out. It's those same destructive habits. We become a, ma- a magnet for miracles when we shift that belief system because we then know our worth. We then put up with less shit and become a magnet for the amazing fucking beautiful things that we at one point thought oh my gosh that could never that's not meant for me i'm not good enough for that queen you fucking are yeah. i'm here to tell you and the sooner the sooner you find any source of doubt limiting beliefs guilt shame all of those icky feelings that are actually causing your vibrations to stay low to stay lack that's what you're going to attract more of you're not stuck you're just applying an old belief system to new things. Yeah. Okay. Let's apply a new higher vibe healed belief system so that you can move forward and you'll see girls. It's like this part is when it all comes quick. This part, it, 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 this part comes quick is when almost overnight. Yeah. This is when it happens almost overnight and almost simultaneously when you do shifts, you change your vibration, you make certain decisions that are different and you continue to make those different decisions, apply that newfound belief system and these beautiful things start happening and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is a miracle. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're like, where did this miracle come in? You, you, you created it. You created it. We create, we create those miracles. And it's it's been waiting for you the entire time. It was just a matter of you reaching out and accepting it. Oh, you literally just created tingles in my whole entire body, which you guys, when you get those tingles in the full body rushes, those are the, that's the belief. That's the heck yes. That's the, oh yes, this is it for me. That's the vibe. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. So before I ask you my closing questions, just give our listeners the snapshot. It's like I said, it's going to be in the show notes. Where can they find you? What should they be paying attention to? How can they get more Maggie in their life? Oh my gosh, follow me on Instagram, it's Maggie Morrison Coaching, find me on Facebook, I have a couple groups, I'm actually starting a new one, but I do have a free group right now, it's Time to Shine on Facebook, where we do uh, weekly trainings, we do a lot of just like mindset hacks and shifts and fun things like this. Oh, <laughs> you guys, you obviously everyone listening to this right now is going to run and want to get more Maggie in their life, so I'm so excited that you came to share all of these tidbits and that you were so gracious with all of your time with me. Uh, my two closing questions are, one, number one, what do you love most about yourself? Oh my gosh, my fucking resilience. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ability to, like, again, just adapt this belief system that, okay, you know, like, after some things I told you girls about now, it's like, okay, I think I can, like, I think I can take anything. <laughs> For sure. 
And the other thing, you know, I usually don't don't stray off these questions and we just end it, but you just made me think of something else. This that resiliency and that honesty and that vulnerability. When you're able to actually process that within yourself, you can share it with others more easily and once you speak your truth to others, it no longer paralyzes you. It no longer holds you hostage that you had sexual trauma, that you were, that you, um, you know, that you had grief and loss in your life, that you went through heartache and heartbreak, that you, that you had body shame and body blame and all that. When you can really move through that emotional piece of it and you can speak your truth like you just did today, it frees you. Girl, no shame. And if you want to judge me, that's on you. Yeah. I've got no shame. (laughs) I've got no shame. Right on. (laughs) And the last question that I ask all my listeners is, what does joy feel like? Oh, my gosh. Joy feels like alignment. It feels, oh, it feels warm. It feels like this is everything that I knew was possible, and it's finally here. Mm. I knew it. I had some doubts along the way. There were some roadblocks that came up, but at the end of the day, I always knew this was possible, and it's finally here, and I'm so grateful. Oh, I love that. So what we're doing, we're building beliefs. You know, we really, really are building beliefs. And it sounds like such a simplistic thing for people like, oh, yeah, I'll just change my beliefs. But it really is a process. It really yeah. it takes expertise. It really takes guidance, love, compassion. And there's so many out there of us shining this light of, and making it available to people. And I'm so grateful that you're one of those big, bright stars that you are so resilient, that you welcome in your clients and everybody that you meet with so much love and compassion, and you just live your truth. So thanks for being you. I love you so, so freaking much. You're incredible. This world is just so lucky to have you too. I just, I love just doing this work with you and just meeting women. And girls, if you ever feel like you're alone, there's help. There's actually more help now than there's ever been. Yeah. So you're never alone in this and I, you're just such a light I'm so grateful for you thank you for your time uh, you too we'll talk soon thanks so much for tuning in if you love what you heard please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul so let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe drop me a message question or share your own junk to joy story with me Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.